Amen. Amen. Well, glory to God. Well, I, um, I wasn't sure after worship exactly where he wanted to go uh, with that. I was just still seeking to hear that from him. And then all of a sudden it seemed to be very evident that we were just supposed to press into. And I'm telling you, something else released right there. I don't just the blessing of God just released in that time of worship. Uh, it, a lot of times it's good for us just to back up and let God be God and not try to hold on to a schedule or, or do something, you know, like we think we should. But just let God do that, you know. If you tried to plan that, it'd probably never happen. <laughs> but if you just jump into it when the Holy Spirit directs, you just get there. And uh, glory to God. Father, I just thank you for opening up that, that blessing, Lord, opening up that strength that you were giving and I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I got a special treat for you tonight. I think you're going to uh, like it. And uh, I'm excited about it. I asked uh, David uh, to come and minister to us this evening. And uh, amen. Y'all ready to hear from him? Good. The Lord told me several weeks ago to have him minister. And uh, so I've been looking forward to it, and I'm excited to hear from you. you can come on up. And um, so we just look forward to it. Uh, you got it. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, and I love you. Ready Amen. Too. Thank you. Amen. I have nothing. There it is. Hello. <laughs> How y'all doing today? How many, I'm doing awesome. I... Uh, Following that, I mean, I don't want to leave. I'm like, just keep going. Just keep going. Forget me. Let's. <laughs> uh, one touch from him can change your life, right? Just one moment and one touch and one word, and your life has changed forever. How many of you can go back to, and I'm probably going to cry a lot. Many of you know I joke a lot, but when I preach, I cry a lot. So, uh, you know, don't make fun of me too bad, but it just is what it is. Huh? Okay. Hey, it is what it is. Um, uh, how many of you have ever gotten a word from God that changed your life, right? God said something and done. I'm different. I never, I, there's no way I can go back to the same way um, uh, that I was before. Well, that's pretty much what God wants to talk about tonight. I really believe it's on my heart is about speaking and what we speak and the, the, the effects that it has on our life. I don't think we really even have an inkling of a clue how deep uh, our Spoken word, how powerful it is in our life. Um, uh, it, I, I, you don't have to turn there, uh, but in Genesis 1, just, just in one sentence, let's see. Genesis 1, he says, then God said, Genesis 1 verse 8, then God said. Genesis 1 9, they said, then God said. Right? So there's something powerful that happens, right? He created the world from his very voice, his very, um, uh, his, the very words that came out of his mouth. Um, when my wife and I, some of you know, probably all of you know, but my wife and I spent some time in Africa, and uh, we were missionaries, and um, it was great and horrible all at the same time. It was the best experience and the worst experience at the same time. I don't know. It's kind of like having an ice cream cone on a hot sunny day and you drop it on the ground, right? You're like, <gasps> there we um, But in the middle of that, my, uh, my wife uh, had some pretty significant, um, uh, I want to say mental issues, but that's not what <laughs> Oh, 
Lord Jesus, help me. No, that's not, that's not exactly what it was. Uh, it, it, my wife was so sick, right? So sick that when she would go to get her keys to try and stick them in the door, she couldn't even line up the hole. Now, she's 35 at that point. There's no way that that should be happening. And um, uh, so Lyme disease is what they diagnosed it, but we didn't know it over there. And um, I don't know if any of you know, but I don't think there's a cure for it. Um, As best as my recollection, I don't think there is. So uh, apart from Jesus. So anyway, she almost died. She tried to die. I said, okay, we're going home. She's like, I don't want to come. Let me die. I'm like, well, that's great, but I don't want to be a uh, wifeless uh, husband, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, a widow, a widower. Um, and I didn't want to do that, so he said, we're coming home. And um, so th- this has been quite a, a journey, a quite an adventure, and um, so today is extra special. So thank you for letting me share, and it, it means a lot, and uh, we're glad to be here and it's just really, it's really, really, really exciting. It's actually been quite a while since we've spoken, probably over two years. So um, it's, been, it's been quite a while. So looking forward to it. Um, now, you didn't know this, but in Africa, oh, normal services, like these services are short. You know, like we have a three or four hour service. And I'm like, that's nothing. You, know, you get there at seven and they leave at seven. Now, luckily, we didn't have any like that. You know, they had like an American service over there. So that was cool. They're like, hour and a half, we'll get you in, we'll get you out. Um, but anyways, uh, one of the things that was so exciting for me um, to see was miracles, right? So ever since I was a little kid, my mom and dad would talk about miracles and signs and wonders and, and uh, all these cool things. Well, I knew them up here. I even knew in my heart that they were true, but I never actually saw them. So in about 2013, I got a chance to go to Kenya and... Um, and we, we, we would give, what we would do is we actually had backpacks and we would walk from one village to another. It was awesome. And these places that had never even seen white people. I mean, it was, we're talking about in the middle of the bush, the closest city that you had was probably 40 miles, 50 miles, and you're off in the bush. And, um, and so you would, you would preach and they had five guys and we'd all switch up and we'd all change and everybody would get a chance to speak. And, and if the village elder said you could, you could share the gospel. And then the whole, I mean, uh, only once did we have a time where the village elder said, no, you couldn't. But I mean, there was like 12 or 15 villages, a lot of people, a whole bunch of people came to Christ. But what was amazing in all of it was uh, the, the healings. That's really the stuff that was like, wow. I mean, it just, it really made a difference in my life. I'll tell you one story in specific. We, were, we went to this watering hole because if you know anything about nomadic people, they have to water their flock. It's pretty much at this time of the year was a desert, and they had to walk them to the, the, the flocks to these, like, boreholes, and they actually dug deep holes, and there's, there's water, right? So you can have water in the middle of a drought. You can still have water. And so there was a, a line of guys. There was probably 30 guys out there, 33 guys to be exact, and they're Maasai warriors. Now, these guys have machetes that are about this long and spears, and they can jump about that high. You know, our basketball guys, they ain't got nothing on them. I'm telling you, they would jump and they could do this thing, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like this high off the ground, and they're like this high. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I, it is believable, because they were doing it. And, um, and so uh, in the middle of all of that, one of the guys said, okay, uh, there were 33 people that came to Christ at that one moment. Then he said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Anybody, of you, any of you sick? I'm like, well, yeah. Well, uh, he called him forward, and he said, right, hear me out, it's super important. He said, this is what's going to happen. 
He said, we're going to lay our hands on you, and the Lord's going to touch you. Now, I've heard about it, right? But I've never actually seen it. So everybody, we had like the five or six guys had, we all had an a injured person. One the guy I had was huge. He could have, like a lineman and a half. He was ginormous. And um, he's walking with this cane, and I lay my hands on him. Now, I'm not praying. Well, I'm praying, but I'm not, I'm not leading the prayer. And he said, so what's going to happen? When we lay our hands on you, it's going to get really hot. So sure enough, when we laid hands, it was like fire. Like my hands were on fire. And so the guy, he like, he's like just shocked. He's baffled. And he's like, he starts like this, and he starts moving, he starts walking, and he, and he starts to walk. But there's something important in what the, the, my buddy was, he was, he was saying something. And um, that's really what God wants to talk about is what we're saying. He said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Right? There was something spoken. There was something that transpired. Um, it's not super difficult. The, what the Lord wants to do in our lives is not, it's not, you know, we think, oh, well, you know, after I do all this prayer and all this, you know, um, you know give up everything in my life, then, then God will hear. No, God will hear us right now. What are we speaking? What are we saying? What are we, what are we confessing? Right? You can have a couple kind of confessions. You confess your sin. But another one, you can confess what's going to happen in life. You know, and, and I have an inkling that some of us have been confessing not too much good stuff. Yours included. We catch ourselves, catch myself. Okay, hold on. I don't need to be confessing that. Or maybe, maybe it's about the kids, right? Kids having a problem. We start bringing it up. Oh man, I can't believe Billy so and so. Nobody's here, Billy, right? Okay, good. Uh, Billy, he's just he's just not a good kid. He's not listening, and and all we're doing is speaking the word. And guess what? Whether we like it or not, the 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 you will have what you say. You will, whether it be good or whether it be bad. If I start speaking it and I start claiming it, and I, it's going to be mine, right? So we need to begin to, to speak in the things that are good. Man, I got the best kids in the world. Whether or not their lives have, have, have truly followed that yet, it, they'll catch up. They'll catch up because um, what will happen is our, our thinking will begin to change. We'll start saying, okay, hey, guess what? LaVey's a great listener. Great listener. He's the best one I've ever, I've ever seen. And, and in that confession, in that speaking, there's something that happens. If God, if we're made in the image of Christ, right? We're made in the image of God, in his very likeness. If he spoke, I think we should speak too, right? So let's turn in your Bibles, if you will, to John chapter 11. I am in NLT. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you don't know. John 11, this is the book. All right. Now, the story is of Lazarus. Um, it's talking about how Lazarus has died. And he says, verse 1, it says, A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped him with his hair, with her hair, not his. Uh, her brother, Lazarus, was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to, to, to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. Like, maybe that's going to hurry him along, right? Hey, your buddy, you know, he's not doing so good. Come on quickly. And, uh, which I, I find the next section really kind of humorous. But he says, but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. 
Although Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next few days. That's just comical. But he's like, like if you don't come now, this is not going to go good. And in their minds, they're thinking, man, this guy's betraying us. He's not coming. He has the very words, right? The very words of life are in his mouth. We know that if he speaks, it is done. If it is done, if he just speaks, it's finished. We don't even have to question it. We know it. we need him here to speak over Lazarus and he will be healed. He will be. Not, we, we know this, so go get him. And so they're like, he's like, eh, I'll be there you know, in a little while. It'll be all right. And, you know, if you ever find that kind of funny when you're in a situation and you're, and you're like, well, hey, I need you now. I need you now. Come speak something in my life. And he's like, just hang tight. God's not in a rush. He knows right, right where we are. He's right on time. He didn't forget about us. He knows about our situation, whether good or bad. He, know, he knows where we are. All right, so he said, finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. This is a trip. He says, but his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there? <laughs> like, dude, they just tried to kill us, right? I don't, I don't want to die today. I like to live. Uh, Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But... At night, there is the danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I'm going to go and wake him up. Then, then, then the disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he'll get better. He's like, man, these people are slow. They don't get it. Uh, they thought Jesus meant Lazarus, Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. He died. He gone. He did. Right? He gone. Uh, so he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And he's like, hello, he's gone. He's dead. Wait, what do you mean he's dead? He's dead. In Greek, that's dead. <laughs> Not alive. The opposite of alive. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. Well, imagine that. Your friend, right? He's like, man, I sure am glad I wasn't there. Like, but dude, you could have healed him. You could have spoke and he would have raised from the, you, you would have healed him. Why, what do you, what do you mean I'm glad? Um, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe, so let's go and see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go and die with Jesus. So this sounds like fun. Let's get it. We're going to die together. Happy family. We are family. Uh, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Now, you know, a dead person, wait, hey, hold up. Y'all know. Hey, how bad does a dead person stink after four days? We're not talking about any embalming fluid. No, nothing. Bad. You're like, I ain't going in that room. Oh, Lord. Uh -uh. All right. He said, but Bethany was only a few miles away down the road from Jerusalem. And many people have had come to console Mary and Martha in their I can just imagine Mary and Martha just like angry. Right. I mean, OK, let's not act all holy. They would have been mad if your best friend, Jesus, like could have rose this guy from the like he could have healed him. And I, I might would have been a little upset, like, bruh, look, you know, I, I sent you that text message and said, if you just come to Judea, my my brother, he's going to be healed. We ain't got nothing to worry about. But you had to. Oh, we're going to wait two days. Right. Um, um, sorry. Um, had come to console Mary and Martha in their loss. When, Mar when Martha got the word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in, in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, 
I know that God will give you whatever you ask. So Jesus told her, told her the word of God. He said, your brother will rise again. She's like, I know he'll rise again. He'll rise when everyone else rises at the last day, right? When the, the resurrection will happen. And Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who believes in me, uh -oh. everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? She said, yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside and, uh, from the mourners and told him, the, the teacher is here and wants to see you. She's like, yeah, now he wants to see me, right? Look, my brother's dead. I'm upset. Uh, so Mary immediately went to him. Then, then Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to, to weep. People nosy, you know that? <laughs> it says that, so they followed her there. They said, look, oh, yeah, that's good. Let's go see. I, we'll go follow her. Um, so they followed her there. When Mary arrived and she saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her. I don't know if you've ever, I grew up in an all black neighborhood and uh, African funerals, which I'm sure is very similar to this, are very different than white uh, 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 funerals. They're very different, right? like this in, in a traditional service here. But look, I, my buddy, my best friend was black growing up and uh, his mama, when they shut that, when they had her open cast and they went, boom, everybody went to Wayland. It was, Wah! just culture, a little different. So he said, everybody went to Wayland. Everybody went to Wayland with, with, and with her, a deep anger welled up within him. And he's like, oh, you done made me mad, what? Oh yeah, she laughing. Uh, He's, he's like, oh, you made me mad. Um, where did I go? And he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. They're like, but if he really loved him, he'd have been here on time, right? Um, but some said the man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? They knew he had the power of life and death with the very spoken word. Just one word. That's all he had to have. Jesus was still angry. I can just see him mad. He's like, he's ready to roll. He's like, look, here it comes. All right. So Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with the stone rolled across his entrance. They're like, roll it aside. Like, what? Said, what? Did you say roll it aside? I thought I, thought I heard you. Uh, and, but Martha said the dead man's sister protested. Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you you would see God's glory if you believe? Now, believing is not the point that I, I, I think God wants to show us today. I mean, yeah, we have to believe, but... Uh, he said, so they rolled the stone aside, and then Jesus looked up to heaven, and he said, Father, I thank you. Look, he said... It said, and he said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted. Another word for shout. Said would be a good word, right? Just quieter, right? So it said, Jesus shouted, Lazarus, 
come out or come forth. If you grew up in my era, it was come forth, right? Um, and so basically he said, come out. And at that moment, the, the, the a dead guy walks out, right? At least in their mind, they're like, whoa, we haven't seen this one. This is pretty amazing. Uh, uh, Lazarus, he stunk. We know he was dead because live people don't stink that bad. Maybe on occasion they'll stink, right? If you don't take a bath for a couple weeks, month, but not like if you were dead for four days. That's terrible, right? So um, they see, a, you can see him walking out in all these clothes, right? They'd be like, I'm, bye, I'm gone, I'm leaving. Um, so, but at that moment, it says that Jesus shouted, say, and he said, come out, come forth. Let's go for another one. Um, Matthew 8, 5. Actually, let's go to 8, 1. Matthew 8, 1. Matthew, Mark, Matthew. Let me know when you get there. Are you there? All right. It says, large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy. This, this story is a lot shorter. None of them are going to be as long as the last one, so don't worry. Okay? They'll be much shorter. Um, if you, uh, they said, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. He said, and the Lord, uh, before the Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can, clean, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing. And he what? What does it say up there? Oh, he said, be healed. What did he do? He thought, right? Did he thought? He thunk. He, he what? He said, right? He said, be healed. It was done. There's no negotiation. It wasn't, you know, it, it weren't. It, it, he said, be healed, and it was done. In a moment, done. Finished. He's healed. No more. All right, so let's go forward a little bit more. 8.5. It says, the faith of this Roman officer. We've been using this one a lot lately, especially in prayer. It's been good about the centurion. Uh, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a young Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed in terrible pain. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. Look, he didn't even know that guy, and he's going, right, compared to the other story? Oh, just, this is funny. Uh, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have, in, have you come into my home. Just what? Man, I'm seeing a little bit. Look, I looked through a whole lot of them, and it's in a lot of them. He said, just say, 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 say. So what do you think we should do? What are we going to say, though? That's it. That's it. The word, I am healed. I am delivered. I am set free. I am rich. The Bible says, let the poor say, I am rich. He says, let the poor say, I am rich. Oh, I don't believe in that prosperity gospel. Then why would Jesus, why would they say that? Why would they say that in the Bible? Let the poor say, I am rich, right? Let the poor say, I am rich. God wants to bless us in every way. Can you imagine your children? And you, you know what? I want my kids, I want them to make sure that they have torn shoes, tattered. Man, it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. I can't imagine wanting my kids. No, we don't. So if we, the Bible says that though we are evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more would our heavenly father? The Holy Spirit's one of those gifts, but there's plenty of other gifts, right? To, that God wants to give us. But, but if all we're saying, well, um, if we believe the things that our parents or maybe uh, some uh, poor leaders in the past have told us, oh, you'll never amount to nothing. 
Well, maybe we're speaking that. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to get out of this situation. You probably won't, right? But the moment we will get attached to him and we start speaking what the word of God says, no, the Bible says that I'm following Jesus, Deuteronomy 28. I'm following the Lord and all his commands, right, through, through Christ. Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of blessings associated with that. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed over here. I'm blessed over there. Um, uh, in a moment, we would watch. I'm telling you, try it for a week. You will have your situation turn drastically. Our, our, not only will our attitude change, right? We'll start having a good attitude. Oh, wait, hold up. You might start believing some of the stuff that you're speaking. Right? Because what happens now? Well, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Or I don't. We're doubting. So that when we do pray, man, our, our own heart's like, buddy, you don't really believe that. It's because we've been speaking all day long, all this junk and all this garbage. Stinking thinking, right? Junky thinking. We need to take that stuff and, and throw it away. So he said, just say the word from where you are. Look, he didn't even have to be there. That same trip that, to Kenya is nuts. I was at that, that, that same moment when that guy got healed. Okay, so he threw his cane down and started walking. Like, I'm just like blown away. I forgot to finish the story. So he threw the cane down, and he's like, look, big old guy. Like me, but black. And half a shirt, right? And the, like the little skirt thing. And he's just sitting there like, you know, and uh, excited for what God did, did for him. And they're like, do you know any people that are sick? And they're like, yeah, but they couldn't make it here. So they're way over there. So we're like, okay, well, we'll pray to our God and God will heal them. And we got reports back. It was actually a different day uh, when we went into one of the villages. The, the, one of the girls was real sick. She couldn't come. But the Lord healed her in a different village. That is totally legit. That's not just some guy saying it in a book. That's legit. That's, that's serious. Um, all right, let's skip down. Uh, to Matthew eight sixteen. Now, I thought PB was getting ready to preach the message this morning. I was all upset. I'm like, no, 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 don't go there. Don't go. No, that's totally right. You're hidden. Don't do it. It's funny. All right. Jesus heals many people. He didn't, though. I was very gracious. He said he had to back up. He's like, I feel it. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. When Jesus, is verse 14, 8 verse 14, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever, but when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. And I bet you he said, they just didn't write it down, but I'm just saying. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed possessed, possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out, listen to this, he cast out evil spirits with a what? Yeah, with a simple command. He's like, go, go, done, now, leave, gone, leave. And at that moment, the demon-possessed were no longer possessed, right? 1 John 4, 4. If we can go there, right before Revelations. Probably one of my favorite books. I love 1 John. 4, 4 says, but you belong to a God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit that lives in the world. The spirit that you carry is God's spirit, right? The very Holy Spirit, the saint, look, that's it right there. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead resides in you. 
then why would we talk in such a way that would demean or take away from what God can do? The very, if the very Spirit of God lives in us, the one that wrote, it rose him from the dead, y'all. It brought him from hell and went whoom and took dead people out of the ground, right? At the same time, it said that the temple veil was rent and, and people walked out of their graves. Can't imagine it. Um, and, uh, but, but if that same spirit raised Christ from the dead is in us, then we are our words. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is holy, not from anything that we can do. This temple, this temple, this temple. There's a whole bunch of little temples, right? All, uh, uh, all, all combined together, we make up the bride of Christ, right? Um, um, so, it, but that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives within us. He lives within us. So then our affirmation and what we put our agreement to, because that's what it is. If when we speak, when we say, this is what I believe, we are putting our agreement with it. We're saying, this is what I believe. I believe it enough to say it, right? Because we think plenty of stuff. But when we say it, the Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. I don't really think my kids are bad. Then quit saying it. Well, I don't think that, you know, I, I, really don't, I really don't think I'll be poor forever. Then quit saying it. Well, I, I don't really think that I'm going to be sick all my life. Then quit saying it. I am healed by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. I am set apart for a purpose. I am set apart as a holy person, a holy purchase, righteous, righteous before the king. Because the enemy will try it. He'll be like, you know, you're just like you were saying this morning, you're, you're not, you're not righteous. You're, 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 what, right? We're, we're, you're, you're no good. You're, but that's not true. That's a lie. We are righteous because of the blood of the lamb and what he did. So we need to stop speaking negative over our destiny and stop speaking death into our life. If the Bible says that we have the power, the word says we have in Proverbs eighteen twenty one. you might want to memorize that one. I think that's a memorizable one. Um, it's not too, too difficult. Uh, Proverbs 18, 21, 18, 21, it says what the tongue. Yep. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences, whether it be good or whether it be bad. We're going to reap consequences. We're going to reap something, right? If we're planting, we'll reap. So. Um, what do we do with it? If the Bible says that the life and death is in the tongue, um, what, what do we do with the tongue? The Bible says it can be a great rudder, right? James 3 says that it can be, a, it can, it can, it, it's like a rudder of a ship. And I don't know if you know anything about ships, but that little rudder, that little little small thing you do like that and it'll 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 change the course and actually the word i was going to joke about it you know the word say means say in greek right it's that's the word it means but it really to set a direction or to 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 lay it out right you're actually saying you're actually um uh, proclaiming the the truth um 
So if life and death is in the tongue, what do we do with the tongue? It's not, a, it's not like a super theological question. It's pretty simple. If you know me, I'm not, I'm not well, I was going to say I'm not super deep, but I, uh, <laughs> I love to have fun. <laughs> uh, what's the tongue for? Talking, speaking. Who said that? That was awesome. It is for talking, speaking. Another word of talking. Um, uh, it is. It's for speaking. So when we speak, we must, we must proclaim the truth and not, not what the enemy wants us to proclaim. Because you see, that's what the enemy, he knows. He, he's, he's been around a couple thousand years. He, he's been at this a while. He said, man, if I can just get them proclaim, I got it. I got it. At least keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Go to, go to pastor. Go to, go to one of us. Go to, go to one of the elders. Go to the lead team and say, hey, look, I'm having a tough time. This is what the enemy keeps telling me. I know it's not true, but I can't seem to get a, get a part. And what will they do? They will speak the truth, right? They will begin to bring up the word of God, which is truth. And all of a sudden, it seems like, you know, the Bible says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can, it can actually divide the marrow and the bone. Like, have you ever seen a bone? Right? Cut a bone in half and it, the marrow's in there. That's pretty hard. I mean, I'm trying to get a little. It, that's how, how strong it is. So they'll actually speak the word of God with you and, and um, help you in your situation. And what that'll do is actually will bring light into your situation. You'll start to, you could, and almost immediately you've exposed the darkness. You started speaking the truth and you start to see something different happening in your life. Let's go for a couple more. Um, Luke eighteen forty two. Sound like a football play. Eighteen forty two. Hike, hike. All right. This is about a blind beggar. Um, actually, we're gonna go back to thirty five. Jesus heals a blind beggar. Anybody guess what Jesus did? No, I'm just kidding. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he had heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. I can see him right now. Just shut up, man. Uh, the people in front of him, him yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David! Right? He didn't care. He's blind. What are they going to do? Make fun of him? He's already blind. Uh, he said, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Right? He's, the Lord, 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 he said, I want to see. And Jesus, what? I see a common denominator, you know? Uh, the Bible says, let two or three th things come in agreement. I'm thinking that's pretty much agreement. Jesus, one more time. Jesus, anybody sleeping? Hey, Billy. No, there's no Billy. I'm just kidding. Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he could follow Jesus, praising God and all who saw it praise God too. You know, when, when, when God works in the miraculous, it's pretty shocking. When God heals, man, I had I was so upset. On I did I text you? I don't think I texted you about the guy that I had. I had a customer, and um, we get to talking, and I, I'm always sharing the gospel. 
Always. If you know me, I don't mean to. It just comes out. And so anyways, I'm, I'm talking with them, <laughs> whether they like it or not. <laughs> uh, the ones that don't like it, they throw me out. No, only happened a couple times. Uh, they said they were believers, but apparently not. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, so I was there, and um, this, this guy was talking, and man, it, I almost cried right then and there. He goes, he started talking to me about his life and how much pain he was in. Now, he's a believer. And he, I'm like, great. I mean, I'm talking about like to the point where he's having Botox shots for to take the pain away. I mean, that's how bad. They don't know what to do. They're, I'm like, well, I got this guy. His name's Jesus. I know you know him already, but let's pray in faith. God will heal you. And he said something to the effect of, well, I think this is just something God's given. Oh, I'm like, I didn't even let him get it out. I rebuke that in Jesus' name in front of him. I'm like, oh, I did not just say that. I'm trying to sell something. And, and I'm rebuking the guy. I'm honest to God. This happened like Wednesday or something. I'm like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And so I'm like, can I pray for you? Now, whether or not God did completely, I don't know. But, uh, I, I, but that shows he was saying, man, no, God just wants me to have this. That's not true. That's not doctrine. That's not even good doctrine. It's bad doctrine. Say bad. Bad, bad, you know. <laughs> so he, he's basically confessing that, no, God wants me to have this. Well, why would God heal somebody that God wants that to happen? That's so, it's like, but we have taken some of the traditions of men and said, it's okay. It's, you know, because maybe they prayed in the past and nothing happened. And we have to kind of, and I told him it. I said, maybe it was just, maybe, maybe what you were taught in the past was because somebody got prayed for and nothing happened. They had to kind of, well, maybe, maybe that's just the Lord. I don't think that that's true, and I don't think that that's biblical. So um, he was kind of shocked, so was I. Whether or not I sell anything else, we will see. So, uh, Luke 17, 14. Is this building your faith? Right? Jesus builds faith. He builds us up in a holy faith, right? It's important. We need to believe. Hallelujah. All right. Ten healed of leprosy. Now, I'm... I'm can you guys guess what he's going to, he's going to heal him? Is that it? Was it? Oh, what was that? Anybody else? Oh, I bet you he will. I think that's a good thought. Uh, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached, I ain't counting so good. Can we go to 11? Sorry. As Jesus continued on to Jerusalem, that's like the punchline was on 14, not, not 11. Sorry. Um, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered the village there, 10 leopards stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on them. He looked at them and thought out loud. He thought, he said, you know what? Can you see Jesus as a mime? You know, you ever watch those mimes? There's this really cool mime down in New Orleans that transformed as a uh, transformer in like a little car that rolled around. Anyways, um, uh, he, yeah, he thought really out loud and uh, no, 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 he didn't. He, he looked at them and said, go and, and what? And what? Said, I'm sorry, what did he do? He looked at them and, and what? Goes, and I could do this all day long. All day. 
It, you read a story. Next time you read a story, you're going to read it, and you're like, where's the said? Where, where did he said it? Where did he said it? I know he said it somewhere. Um, he, said, he, he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed from their leprosy. Um, one more, and I think that will be it for Scripture today. Luke 9.42. Now, if you go a couple Scriptures before that... <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's go a little bit more. 31, 37. Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. The next day, after they had come down the mountainside, a large crowd met Jesus. A man in the crowd called out to him, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. My child, you guys, people, we think we have it bad sometimes. Listen to this. Teacher, I beg you, beg you look at my son, my, my only child, an evil spirit keeps seizing him and making him scream. It throws him into convulsions as so he foams at the mouth. Uh, it batters him and hardly ever leaves him alone. Uh, I begged your disciples to cast out the spirit, but they couldn't. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Yeah, that's, that's encouraging, right? Did he say right there? It sure he did. He said, he said, Jesus said, y'all are funny. I was trying to figure out why y'all were laughing. <laughs> it says, Jesus said, you faithless. That's his own people. Wow. You, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Then he said to the man, what? He said, that's right. Then he said to the man, bring your son here. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him out, knocked him to the ground. That must have been a crazy sight. I'm like, what happened? I didn't even touch him yet. He's on the ground. But uh, uh, the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. All gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power. Um, Patty, can you play? That'd be all right. Um, and, uh, so it, what, what did he do? He said, right? This isn't, this isn't a super long message. I, if you know anything about me, I, I try and be pretty direct. Um, and, uh, what, what God wants to do is to change our thought and change our mind. I think sometimes because we have said so much stuff that is not, not only is it not biblical, it's not, it's not scriptural. Uh, it just plain doesn't make sense. If God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son. The Bible also says that will he not give us everything else? What does everything mean? Eh, no, everything but healing. Right, wrong. Yeah, everything means everything. So if you have a sickness, in the name of Jesus, it's got to go. Right? If we have, if we have some, uh, uh, some bills that need to get paid, Jesus knows you got those bills. He loves you. Now, should we, should we appropriate our money correctly? Yes. So God will help you appropriate it correctly and, 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 and move on. But God has everything you need. If you need finances, if you need joy, guess what? It's all in him. In us and our negative thought, has our negative thinking done anything? It'll make us feel worse. By the end of the day, we're like, holy crud, I feel bad. Nobody wants to be around you, right? I mean, am I, am I preaching to myself? I'm like, David, yes, you're preaching to me. Okay. No, si right. Seriously. Come on. Let's not act like it doesn't happen. Towards the end of the day, we're like, man, I'm just ready to, I'm ready to die. This is, you know, sometimes. Sure. You, 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 we start professing that, all that garbage. Well, let's change that. 
Let's ask God, hey God, help me. I want to believe like you want me to believe. I want to speak. Lord, give me your lips, Lord, that I might speak the very wonders of God. Let's speak wonders of God. Let's speak the prophetic. No, actually, Satan, this is what's going to happen. God's going to help me, and I'm going to be so wealthy. This is going to seem a little out, out, out of the norm to you. I'm going to be so wealthy that when anyone ever comes to me, I'm going to be able to give it to them. Right? As long as it's the will of God, we'll have so much money. That's prophetic, right? We begin to prophesy instead of uh, prophesy the other way. Because it's still prophecy either way, whether it be good or bad. So let's start, let's start speaking. Let's start speaking the things that um, God wants us to speak. Yeah? My, kid, my kids are healed. They ain't walking with the crud no more. Not, and I'm not talking just about, well, and acting like it doesn't exist. There are, look, kids have been sick, right? Right? Have they not been sick? Oh, yeah. Lot, lots. So we don't act like it doesn't exist. Yeah, it is. But in the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, finances, start working right. Start working right in the name of Jesus. Fear, look, I was reading, we were reading that the book by Brother Kenneth Hagin. Man, it's on faith. I'm like, it's awesome. And it says, how many of you have ever seen that scripture? God has not given us a spirit of what? But of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear, if we're dealing with fear, it's a spirit. It's got to go. At the name of Jesus, when we speak, it's got to go. So if you guys would stand up. We're going we're gonna to praise and worship God a little bit. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna ask him what he's doing and uh, what, what he wants to do. And uh, if, if you're dealing with a couple of areas, if you're dealing with fear, first and foremost, like I, I want to give you a little bit of background before we pray uh, into me. I, when I was a young boy, I was probably 10 years old and I would sleep outside of my parents' bedroom door with a blanket wrapped over my head. I had so much fear. Can't even tell you. Terrible fear. And so what God did through a series of events over my life is remove that. So I have a special thing with fear. Like, I get it. So uh, if, if, if that's you and you've dealt with a lot of fear and overwhelming senses of, um, uh, man, like you're not going to be able to do it or God won't help you or uh, we're, we're going to pray. And uh, I believe that God's going to change some stuff. God's going to bring faith. I'm telling you, the moment we begin to speak... God, let's do that for a minute. In, in the middle of your situation, out loud, I don't care if others are around you, begin to say the one thing that you need God to do in your life. Begin to tell him, Lord, I know that you're fixing to do it. Lord, I know, I, I know that you're going to give me the plan. I got a plan that I'm supposed to have written by tomorrow. And I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to help me for my work, right? Lord, I know that you're going to help me. I know that you're going to help me accomplish the things that you need me to accomplish. So let's begin to pray. Father God, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, even fear that has been binding on people has kept people captive. Even people who haven't been sleeping at night. Lord, I thank you that you're going to speak the word of God over their life. Their word, your word, Lord, your word in my mouth 
is like you speaking to my situation, Father God. Your word, everybody say it, your word, Lord, in my mouth is just like you speaking. It carries the same weight. We just need a word from God. So if that's you, if you have fear in your life, uh, if you have um, insurmountable situations that, that you just need prayer for, we, we like to pray for that, if that's okay. And uh, would you sing? And we'll, and we'll pray. So if that's you and you, and you guys got things that, that, that y'all want to pray for, we want to do that today. And be in agreement with you. And I believe that we're going to watch God do amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Amazing. The Bible says if two or more, two or more are in agreement touching anything, it is what? It's done. It's done. It'll be said and it'll be done. So we'll do that. Yeah. So if any of you want to pray, get prayed for and um, that that's you, uh, don't feel afraid. Just come on up. <laughs> and no pressure either, right? So if you don't and everything's good, then, then by all means stay. But um, I really believe that God wants to do some stuff in regards to faith and building and shoring up, right? Like maybe there's like bricks like you feel have been out of alignment. Like, you know, you're talking about, you do this analogy really good with the word, with a wall and how sometimes our bricks get out of alignment. Like, you know, our foundation, maybe a little piece of it has fallen away or the enemy has gnawed at it. Cause that's pretty much what it is. When the enemy begins to lie, he's, he's gnawing at the foundation that God has laid. Um, so if that's you and, and um, would like prayer, please come forward. <laughs>